The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, we have a lot of fights to cover. A great, great uh, Saturday night of fights. Uh, Sadong and uh, Sanhagen. And we have, I, I like, we have a our friend. Uh, I guess we can call him a friend. He's been on once, but he was a fun guest. I like him. I like I him do. a lot. The schmo. The yeah. schmo, Jimmy. Yes, we and should bring. Uh, before right I get, we're going to bring him right in. Before I'll bring I, him in. Yeah, before the end of the uh, show, I want you to make sure that you um come and get your um come and get your love. Oh, okay, I thought you were going to explain. Come me. and get your love. Explain to me why the new Game of Thrones show is not good. Oh wait, wait, hold on. I didn't. Well, I, well, first of all, I was singing from the Guardians of the Galaxy Three soundtrack. Very. Okay. A lot of like 70s and yeah. it really it's um it's good. It's good to have in the background when you're strangling your buddies yeah. at Sarah BJJ. I have it blasting all the time. But um, what was the question again? Uh, I was just saying that oh! about about yeah. the new Game of Thrones and how the characters are, are not that great. And they I don't like the writing. You're joking. Uh, are you joking? I'm, no, it's not that good. I might I have don't... a I'm giving it a chance. Wait, it's not. I did not. I only watched the very beginning of the last night's episode. And it already started fucking crazy. Like, I mean, I, they, I, I, I'm, I really, I'm unsure how much I one second. I like the Uncle Damon, you know, Targaryen. Uh, and then one second, I think he's a fucking creep. And well, they're a little peta. Listen, I was watching Jimmy. I was watching. Well, let's get the schmo in and we'll, we'll see if he watches House of Dragon. Hey, schmo, can you hear us? I can. Schmo can hear you. Hey, buddy. How are you? How are you, Schmo? Hey, the Schmo can't complain. Another beautiful day, still alive, still kicking, breathing air. It's Monday, baby. Do you watch? We were just talking before you came in, and we don't know how, like, what shows or pop culture. Do you watch the new Game of Thrones on HBO? I don't. Uh, Schmo's got no time to watch TV these days. No time. You got zero time at the end of the night. You know, in hell in sports, that's what she goes by on Instagram, right? Yep. Do you know, to- we yeah. did ADCC yesterday and oh. Sunday night football. There's too much going on. Listen, the football, whatever. But that ADCC, what about Gordon? Gordon Ryan is, that's like really, uh, Jimmy, I know you don't follow submission grappling. Uh, I was aware of it happening, but I didn't watch it. Well, this, I mean, Gordon Ryan, he's a pupil under the great John Danaher, is a very good friend of mine. Um, and the guy is phenomenal. I mean, he's like the the Michael Jordan of the of of, of um jujitsu of uh no gi jujitsu. Because in no gi, this it's like it's it's unprecedented what he's doing. It's insane. It's insane what he's doing. Doing like yeah, just yesterday, uh, and the schmo will tell you better than me. He was there. The guy competes in his division, clears out his division, all submissions but one. And uh, goes on to a super fight with arguably the most decorated Nogi grappler before him, in uh, Andre Galval, and submits him. It's just it's 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 downright freaky. Schmo, can you just add to that real quick, and then we'll talk about some fights. 
Love the comparison. He's like the Michael Jordan of grappling no gi. This guy does whatever he wants. He predicts a win. He gets the win. He's just head over heels about the competition. He goes out there and he goes and does seminars. He puts his content online, but he knows he's still that much more ahead of the game where he could put whatever he wants online. He'll still toy with you. He'll still get the victory. Three victories, three different weight classes yesterday. The super fight. It was, it's just, this guy's on a different level. I, I seen his um, semifinals match with um, Nick Rodriguez. Now, Nick Rodriguez is, is known as the um, black belt slayer or killer or something like that. One of the other. That's I mean, a great nickname to have. Oh, well, here to be known he was, as. Because he was doing that, like, it's like a brown belt and like a purple. I don't know. Because he was, I got a wrestling background. And I don't even know about how great a wrestling background he has. I know, but, but he's a beast. He's an athletic freak. And when you're going with a guy in no gi, and I know from experience, when they're so slippery and they want to just survive, it, you know, it can be annoying. They can, they can almost like play with you a little bit and pull away. And and the fact that like he picked up, a, like Gordon gave him his leg. He took it, threw him down. Gordon just goes with it. And then just simply did a, checked his base into an Ashagarami, into a heel hook. It was just like, it's crazy. It, it, I can't even explain how uh, what we're witnessing because we haven't seen anything like this before in the sport. Wow. You know, I'm not over. Am I over? Do, show, shot, am I overselling this schmo or my? Not at all. And listen, this thing took place at the Thomas and Mac and the Schmo does NBA summer league games that are over there. There was a more lively audience there than when the Los Angeles Lakers are playing. The crowd gets it. They're all about it. And he sells to the crowd. And Gordon is a star. He really yeah. is. How old is he? 27. I think. Wow. He's a young guy. Okay. And, 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 yeah, he plays the heel a little bit, Jimmy. Like he's, okay. good. he's good, but he's like, ah, like he's, the thing's coming up. He's like, ah, next week, everybody's fucked. Like, he's just funny. He's like, he's like, I'm going to kill every, and he does. He backs it up. He does. Does he have any MMA uh, inclination or any, uh, I, 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 I desire to do MMA? Shmo, do you want to take that one? Well, he was signed with one championship. I don't think he's still with them to this day. There were hints at him doing mixed martial arts. He's battled with some stomach issues over the year. I don't think he's going. The longer this thing drags out, he's in his late 20s. I mean, who knows? Never say never. But we thought we were going to see him a year or two ago. Still haven't right. seen him yet. Why leave when you're the Michael Jordan in your specific discipline? Your specific that is true. There's no, there's no motive to, to get out of there. Uh, if you're doing as well as he's doing. Okay, that makes sense. Not to mention, the guy is going to make a ton of money without ever taking a punch. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. that's, a, that's, that's a plus. You know, it, it really is. But uh, anyway, so congrats to him. And uh, I enjoyed it. What, what, what's the name of those your young brothers? One, they're both 18. I don't know if they're twins. The, Ritol, the, the Ritolo brothers? Well, I, I don't want to fuck it up. They're, they're, from, they're from Atos. Right. They did one of them won and one of them beat um Felipe Pena in the uh absolute. The Ritolo, do you know that you know the name or no? I think it's Ritolo, brother. I don't want to mix it up too. I don't want to yeah, look bad, were, Mr. Schmo, you were there, you missed House of Dragons, you're the fucking reporter. What's that? I don't know. I figured you would know. Schmo is busy. Schmo you were busy at the everywhere. event everywhere. I was I was at the event, I was mingling, I was networking, I was watching. I was doing football. I was everywhere. And I had done Canelo Triple G. We had UFC Vegas 60. It was a loaded week. The Schmo did the trifecta. Can I ask you a question, Schmo, about the, because uh, I, I like uh, Gennady Golovkin. And I thought it was the, I think it was the first Canelo uh, Triple G fight where the, there was a woman, one of the judges gave such an abysmal uh, butchering of the obvious score. Um what was this third one? They said he won a unanimous decision. Did he win decisively? Because I hate boxing for that reason. Yes, Canelo won decisively. Listen, Canelo could have done more. I mean, Triple G, a lot of people are saying this is like the retirement fight. This should be his last fight. And listen, he's pushing 40 years old, and right. he did not put him away. Canelo won decisively it was a unanimous decision maybe triple g won one or two rounds if that i'd give that to him but canelo right. should have put him away and he okay. didn't um how about the second fight because uh golovkin has lost two fights were they both to canelo yes one draw and two losses is that right yes okay 
Yeah, I think the draw should have been a win for Golovkin. I'm sorry. Fuck the. I know. Don't we have anything to talk about? Yeah, I know, but what you know, well, I next? boxing. That's I was, what's listen, uh, Jimmy. Let me yes. put my sword away. That was first of all one. No one. It was yes. rude. It was rude to do that. If it was just me and you, and we have a guest, our friend Schmo. So that I was know. that was even ruder. And you were talking about grappling, which is not UFC. So I was talking about boxing, both forms of the same art. Uh, combat. When you're wrong, combat. you're wrong. Combat sports. You're right. Yeah. Thank you very well, much. Anyway, let's talk about Ernie Shavers. Uh, all right, no, we don't. <laughs> R.I.P. Ernie Shavers. How oh. tough is Dong Yudong? Uh, congratulations there to Corey Shanahan, but Yudong, man, he's uh, some guys lose and they don't lose an ounce of interest in watching them fight. And and he lost. It was a doctor stoppage. So um, what? A, what? Just a great, great fight. Listen, uh, his stock did not go down one no. iota. And Corey Sanhagen, I love the fact that he was adding in the shots. So I don't, some people might look at that and say, well, the shots aren't effective. He's not getting them down. Maybe he should. It keeps them guessing. And when you're thinking of a shot, you're thinking of a punch. You're not thinking of a fucking elbow that ends up winning you the fight. That, I mean, dude, that's, I'll tell you, not since Kenny Florian have we seen such sharp fucking, dude, dull as fuck my elbows. Dull. Dull, Jimmy. Like a bad comedian, I don't know. Did but, you think that they were going to stop it after the like between after the uh, after the third? I thought that they. I was surprised he made it as far as he did. They did a great job of keeping that. I think it was like two minutes into the round before it started actually bleeding again. Uh, but by the time they stopped it, you're like, yeah, that, that like his eye could be damaged. Well, I think the Robocop fight, what happened to Gregory Rodriguez, that's what prolonged everything from stopping too soon because Gregory Rodriguez, obviously he had the cut and he came from behind. And he got the victory but right. to the point of shooting. Listen, Song Yadong's takedown defense. I'm not saying Corey Sanhagen's the world beater when it comes to wrestling and everything, but he was 0 for 8 on those takedowns. Song Yadong was great at crowding the space, but credit Corey Sanhagen for using those limbs, using those elbows and getting creative because you always ask what happens when you crowd a space. Remember when Aljo took us back and submitted him in 88 seconds, he got in his space. Corey Sanhagen's that is Corey Sanhagen with the adjustment using his elbows. He's been working with Ryan Hall on this camp too, with the, the jujitsu. It was a great performance by both very crafty for Corey Sanhagen, but uh, he did what he's supposed to do is number four fighting number 10. He got the job done. I'm always too very impressed when a guy who is more known for striking is able to keep a grappler off him. Like I, I always find that really impressive because it just seems like such a nightmare. And it's uh, it's like you look at, you know, again, a, an extreme example uh, is Holland against, uh, you know, Hamzat. Like there's no way you want a guy that good on the ground on top of you. And when you can keep someone pretty much off of you for that length of time, it's always uh, I'm always impressed when a striker can do that. I listen. I enjoyed the fight. I was in. I really wanted to see what would happen in that final round, man. And Corey was good on the on the um on the stool. He was like reassuring himself. He's like, all right, I got five more minutes, and, and he was he's very like he, he he you know he's very strategic, you know. And uh, he was staying the course. He knew the how tough Song Yadong you know was and is. But uh, and when they stopped it. How about this? When they stopped it, a lot of times you'll see fighters like, yeah, celebrate because they know they won. Shit, I would. And but you literally saw Corey drop to his oh man. Like he wanted to, he wanted to best them. He wanted to best them for all five rounds and try to get him out of there. And he was he was literally upset that the thing was over. So I thought that was very interesting. You don't see that often. Right, right, Schmo. You don't see that often, but Corey Sanhagen knows he's at the top, and at the top is the cream of the crop. He's had the wars with TJ Dillashaw, the pewter yawns, Aljamain Sterling. Obviously, didn't go the distance with, but he knows when you get to the upper echelon of talent, when you're in those championship rounds, you're going to want as much experience as you can get. And he, being a true martial artist, wanted to win this thing in his eyes the right way, not from a stoppage from a doctor or from a referee. He wanted to finish and go to the cards or get the decision or just stop him with his own two hands. And this is where we're at. Hey, do you ever, do you ever like, because you do the voice so much, does it ever come out like when you're being intimate with your, with your girlfriend and stuff? Hey, here's the schmo. It's time to go. Do you ever get like freaky like that? Or does she say, oh, cut the shit. Don't bring him out. It's not a threesome. But does she say, no, come on, Dave, cut it out. Get the glasses off. Put them out of the, put them on the nightstand. 
on a shore. Do you have the glasses on by the nightstand? And ca- Sorry, Jimmy, what do you want to? Or is the schmo the deal closer? It might be that women like the schmo so much. That this He's is got a girlfriend. He's got I know. Girlfriend. I'm attracted to her to him. She might love the schmo. Talk to us, schmo. All the world and all of you people seen is just the schmo. We haven't seen the other characters I've developed, the other pairs of glasses and spectacles laying around here. Who knows how freaky this guy can really get when he's not the schmo or himself. Secret. What's one of the other characters? Do you have a name for another one? Yes. You want yeah. me to get that away right off the bat? What is the <laughs> character? Magomed Sharia Pove. <laughs> Who is that gentleman? I got to go for different regions of the world. Okay. You know, you got to you got to spice That's things true. up a little bit. You want a fan base everywhere and you want to have relatable characters everywhere. That's smart, actually. That one, those are big circular frames. No lenses for that character. Oh, yeah. Jimmy was thinking about a character with the big like shades, but instead of like with a nose, a nose attached like a dildo. And like, yeah, fuck it. Oh, fuck it. Oh, that one was fucking Jimmy. I don't believe in chin dildos. There is something called a chin dildo, which I've never uh, I've never taken part in in any way, shape or form. I think they're a little creepy. <laughs> a chin dildo. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why on the chin? I'm, th- I'm starting to imagine it. It's his way of humiliating a sub and make it. It's almost like when you put a, a fresh batch of cookies in front of somebody, they can't have it. You tie the sub up and they strap chin dildo and they do their thing on it and the sub just has to you stay there and not touch you're making you're making the schmo uncomfortable you asked me i would, I would I just, the schmo literally we consider him a friend of the show i love this might, this might be the last time we see him but you gotta don't bring up the chin dildo again but schmo we apologize it's okay uh, it's okay you're, you're, you're <laughs> we'll live we'll live chin dildos schmo, let me tell you you like to use comedy in your like interviewing style and were you a fan of comedy are you a fan of comedy 100 percent. we grew up outside of chicago the chicago second city legends the john belushi's the chris farley's the mike myers love the comedy stuff love oh, it. Well, listen that guy's a fucking serial killer oh, oh the last one i've been watching halloween a lot mike myers who are you talking about oh. austin powers ah the killer yeah. i've been watching we had a halloween marathon me and my kids you know why? There's not too much sex in it compared to the first, compared to the yeah, ones. The new ones are terrible, by the way. The new <laughs> ones are terrible. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to watch them because everything that Jimmy says is terrible. It's usually pretty. He dies good. tonight. Wait, watch him. You'll hate him. Have you seen Slow? <laughs> no, the new- I want I want to watch the one that's H2O. Which one? A 20 years later one? That's yeah. It's awful. Is that good? Probably. I thought like Jamie Lee Curtis lives on like a, like a ranch. Hey, my schmo, do you have anything against movies or you love movies? I love, I love movies. I love scary movies. I love the original Halloween's. I love that. I love that. You do like those. So you are a Michael. My- so, oh, so you like Michael Myers, the Austin Powers. You like, I know why you like him out of all the people. Cause he's a fucking big disguise guy. Yes. Fat bastard. Come on. Wayne's world. He's a big disguise guy. Wayne's world was great. I, I hate that. Don't you, do you guys think, when a sequel comes out, it affects the how you feel about the if it's Reception of the original. Yes. Do you feel that or do you just kind of like forget it, you know, get it out of your mind, kind of like Godfather 3? That was the best one. What do you think, Schmo? Depends on the cinematography and the storyline. It completely depends. I mean, are we talking about Rocky? Are we talking about Rocky 5? Everyone forgets about Rocky 5. But Rocky 3 was great. Rocky 4 was arguably the best one. It just depends. Right. Well, that, arguably Rocky 4? I didn't like that. The speech. And we feel like if we can be good to use. Yeah, I didn't like oh, the speech. In how, how cringe is it when fucking the fighters try to do that? And they do that in the thing. They do that Rocky thing where they're like, anytime they quote that thing, uh, when they do that, that one time I think it was, and I like Nate with some, not Nate Diaz, obviously. Uh, I love Nate Diaz. Nate, oh, fuck, he's a nice guy. But he was in Canada and he's like, hey, he did the thing. If I could change, you could the audience is cheering. And I'm just like, I'm turning red. I go, oh, God, I'm turning red for you, man. Stop. Stop. Boo. Boo. <laughs> I feel like being on the princess bride with that old lady. Boo. Dude, <laughs> come up with your own shit, you hack. Hey, we all like Rocky. I get it.
the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Anyway, Schmo, let's get back to some MMA business here. We like to have a good time, Schmo. Let your hair down. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I Jimmy threw me for a loop with the whole chin strap thing. But let's talk about Chidi versus uh, Gregory uh, Rodriguez. He oh, was on okay. our show, Chidi, the other day. Yes, he was. And I want to know. I know he has like five first round. I want to know. He has like five first round finishes, or is that somebody else? I don't I know. Think it was him. I, I don't know. I don't think he's he's done a lot of damage in the second round. I think so. Has he ever seen the second round? No. That's another thing. How many times has he been to the second round? Yeah, I don't know. You know. I mean, because I'll tell you, like, you know, you go zero to 100 real quick. I mean, he just, he went from putting it on Gregory Robocop Robocop Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. And and it's like, yo, this is a punch away, especially when he split him. He split him with, I knew Gregory, you saw what happened when Gregory got on top of, uh, uh, when Gregory Rodriguez got on top of Chidi. Yeah. You saw what happened. So, when he tried to do that early and he got split by that knee, that's enough to discourage most people, you know, most tough guys when you can see your skull. Uh, but man, I don't know if he's called fucking Robocop with a fucking Terminator because he wasn't stopping. He wasn't stopping even with that fucking thing. Was it a knee that split his, uh, his, uh, his head? Yes. Yes. A knee or a kick? I think it was a knee. It was definitely a knee. What was the name. fight? Was it the Corey fight? Where I love that Keith Peterson actually told the judges, uh, it was an accidental head strike. You know, he always sounds like he's just stumbling out of a bar at three in the morning. I fucking love him. But he's such a great ref. Was that was that was that the fight where he was telling he made sure to tell the judges that it was an it was a, a head strike and not damage inflicted in the fight? That's interesting. Does anybody remember which fight that was? It might have been Song Yudong. I just don't remember. Might have been me versus Chris Lytle. Look at this. Do you see this fucking 50? I got a vagina on my head, Jimmy, in the first round. I didn't tap. I didn't say uncle. You know what, what? I mean? Anyway, Shmo, uh, I, like to, I like to go down memory lane sometimes. And when I do, Jimmy usually does that. Look, he looks up notes and stuff. Okay. I'm not sure if it was the Gomes uh, Luke Boonmi fight. What fight was it where the where Keith Peterson went and told the uh, <laughs> Judges that it was an accident. I just love that he did that. So they did not think it was uh, from the I fight. I don't know, Jimmy, and it's going to bother you. Don't get me wrong. No, it's going to drive me nuts. Let, let it bother you until the producers find out. Some behind the scenes maybe could have that. If, if it's, it's a weird one moment. Guys, can I, can I, we get back to the Robocop fight in one second, but I want to bring up a fight that's really, it's on my mind because I'm happy for my good friend, Dean Thomas, and he's the coach of Jillian Robinson. And when she took out uh, Mariah, uh, Agapova. Right? How'd I say that, Shmo? Okay, Agapova. Mariah Agapova. Correct. That's Agra, perfect. First of all, uh, Mar- Mariah. I'm sorry. Did I say it right? You're yes, right. Yeah. Agapova is a. That is the man. Jillian did. Have, she had to go through the fire to get a hold of this girl. Yeah. Man, she she the 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 strikes that that uh, Agapova was doing up against the cage alone is enough to just make somebody say okay. This is a rough day in the office. Maybe I should just pull guard or something. Jillian was being creative with her takedowns, and she was she was staying the course. She didn't. She she was staying the course. She and even between rounds after that first round, which showed some again creative ways of Jillian trying to get that fight to the floor. And even though she was being persistent, 
she took damage. She took damage and lost that round because up against that cage, she's tall, she's lanky, Agapova, and she was using, even at close range, maximum efficiency with those strikes from elbows and, and, and hammer fists, you name it, hard to get put down. But between the first and second round, you heard the coaches go to Jillian, look, basically stay the course. Stay the course. You got to, and then, you know, add in some feints and she did it. She got her down. When it was over, Agapova, the warrior that she is, she, there was two people that actually went to sleep tonight, that, that last night, on uh, Saturday night, because they did not want to tap. And it's not that I recommend that. I don't. But they know if they get out, they could still win. That's what's going through their head. There's other fighters. I don't want to mention them. Conor McGregor. They, they, they listen, man. They get their throat in a lock. They tap down. They do though. They get. They get. They, it was they get, a neck crank, wasn't it? Or, or he was. He wasn't even his, his neck. Wasn't who? he just cracking his face when Connor tapped? Uh, maybe not to Nate. Oh, listen, it'll break the jaw and then eventually get on the carotid. But the, the fact is, this girl almost bit a fucking tongue off. All right, this girl wasn't tapping. This girl went to sleep. Now that's the worst that could happen. I mean, the girl could have bit her tongue. The girl it didn't. It wasn't a pretty look. You know. Who's the other one, Matt, who went to sleep? Do you remember? It, uh, yes, I do. It was versus. Um, let me look at the. Uh, let me look at the card, unless our producers get it first. That it was Hernandez um, against uh, Barrio. Wait, who was it again? Who was, it was, uh, was it, uh, arm triangle submission. Uh, Hernandez against Barrio. Fluffy Hernandez. Yes, Round yes. Three. Oh, was that yes, the fight? That, that was it. And uh, yeah, so we, I'm trying to arm triangle. Arm triangle. Yeah, but where is it on the card, guys? Well, it's on the main card. It uh, looks like it's the opening fight of the main card. I could be incorrect. I think so. Da, 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 da. Opening opening fight of the main card. Sorry, guys. I now I found it. I'm a little slow. Okay, yeah, it's the first fight. Uh, yeah, time. man. Anthony, they call they used to call him Fluffy, and they still do. Fluffy Hernandez, because maybe he's a little chubby. He's not chubby anymore. He's in fucking great shape. And he looked, he looked phenomenal, man. And that arm triangle was beautiful. But again, man, Mark Andre, man, he was like, nah, dude. No. Let me take a nap before you take my manhood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck. There's Julian walking, there's people that talk. Yeah. Go ahead. Ju Julian Robertson, she have the most submission victories in UFC flyweight history. I mean, she's yeah. and then Mariah Agapova, I think that's the kryptonite for her too. As you get her, you're able to submit her. I mean, because if you could withstand the barrage and her striking, you can grab her. That's what happened in her last fight. She was submitted in that one as well. But Julian, she withstood the fire, she got her back, and it was a thing of beauty. When she sinks it in and she gets you. Uh, there's no letting go for her. I believe she's got the most submission victories in the, in the history of that division. She does. She does. And she's a, she's, she's, listen, she's growing still. She's only 27. But let's say that Agapova is only 25. And to say that she wasn't in that fight is ridiculous. She was hitting that fight, man. That first round was, it was such hell that when you watch when the fight was finally over and Jillian put her to sleep, didn't tap her out. Let's, let's say that right. She put her to sleep. Jillian, I, I don't know if she said fuck or yeah, she went, she was on her knees and she was like, Woof. like she, she, between rounds, she had, first of all, she had like a hematobian, what do you call it? Shit? Hematobian. Uh, fuck, yeah. Jimmy's a prick. What? what hematobian. Schmo. Hematoba. Hematoma. What is it? Hematoma? Hematoba would be. Hematoba. Listen, the, uh, Herb Dean, was it Herb Dean, the ref? <laughs> They were even saying, whoever the ref was, was saying, watch that, the next round. Like, you have to watch. The doc was saying, first of all, hey, the doctor could play a little bit. He could be a little softy with the girls, huh? She's got a little, she got a oh, bump in her arm. Yeah. He's like, hey, look, could you see me? Do you want to continue? The other guy, you could see his skull. And he's just like, ah, I think he could walk it off. I, really? Song Yudong, literally, they had, I, I was glad. they. I'm very rarely glad they stopped a fight. Ooh. When I saw his eye in that fourth, I'm like, they got to stop it. Like, he's, he's oh. really, it's dangerous. It was Break getting bigger and bigger, too. And it was bigger, right over yeah, the eye. Scary. Um, Dude, what do you what, think? What, I want to show a heart, man. Go ahead. Oh, that's okay. I was going to say, what do you think is next for, because the Bantamweight division is so amazing. Obviously, Aljo. Piotr is uh, the, uh, number one, TJ, Marab, Corey, Marlon Vera. Like, who does Corey fight next? Well, it's interesting <laughs> because you got to wait for the winner of what happens in Abu Dhabi between Pewter, Jan, 
and Sugar Sean O'Malley. Because of Sugar Sean O'Malley's stardom, if he could win, and let's say he gets some sort of spectacular fashion victory and upset Pewter Jan, the Schmo doesn't see how the UFC doesn't fast track him for a title shot. Yes, that type of craze because of his popularity. And if he could outstrike Pewter, if he could put him to sleep, he could do something in spectacular fashion to catch people off by surprise, that might make sense for him. I can see Corey Sanhagen fighting a Marlon Chito Vera or a Pewter Jan, a rematch, if he just, depending on how he beats, if he beats Sugar Sean O'Malley. But the point is, you got to wait to what happens in UFC 280 in Abu Dhabi before we play matchmaker for what's next. Do you think, Matt, because Marab is so close with Aljo, do you think knowing that those guys won't fight each other, like one would have to switch divisions, does that go into the matchmakers thinking at all? Like, hey, we want to look, we're looking for title contenders, but no matter how good Marab does, he won't fight Aljo or Aljo won't fight him. Does that go into a matchmaker's mind when they're looking at who to match up? Because I, I think fucking Marab against Cheeto would be amazing. I mean, I would love to see that. I mean, that those are the two names that uh, he said Cheeto. I know he said Marab, but he said Cheeto also, didn't he? Um, yeah, I would love to see Cheeto and Marab. Did Corey say he can say that? Didn't he say those two? Yeah, I believe. Yes. Yes. Uh yeah, as far as the matchmakers with that, I don't, it's, I don't think he came to that point yet as far as with, well, Marab's got to fight Aljo. You know, I mean, you know, and still, that, it hasn't come to that point where that's going to, I think, make a major okay. impact unless, you know, they both just keep winning and then whatever, you know. But, but it's, they're still not going to fight. Either one of those, they're both interesting fights. You know, one's more of a striking match and the other one's more of him trying to, keep Marab off him for five rounds, which would be either would be entertaining as heck. You know what I mean? You know, sometimes sometimes I clean up my, uh, yes. Entertaining as heck. Now listen, Uh, angles. I have a, um, confession to make. And it's a little embarrassing. No, a little bit. Oh no. I listen. Sometimes I catch up on fights when I don't watch the night, the day before or whatever. So, you know, this morning I taught my 7 a.m. jiu-jitsu class. It was not, almost 30 people on the mat. A lot of fun. I did a drop Sayanagi, and we'll talk about that later. But uh, then I got home. I took a little nap. And then I catch up. After I shave my head, I'm on the toilet, and I set up my iPad. I just want to give you the scene. Like, oh, I, have my, I have my coffee, and I got my, my thingy. And I'm watching, my, I'm watching some of the fights. And this is what happened. This is the scene, guys. I want you to picture this. Damon Jackson, right? who lost his brother on yes lost his brother who would be along with his sister would go and watch him fight and, and, and support him his whole career. Yeah. So he's still for Now he's an underdog. He's fighting Pat Sabatini. Who's I think four and oh in the UFC at that point. Right. Pat, Pat was is four and oh, yeah. I guess like a crazy prospect where people are like, yo, this guy's going to be a contender. I mean, four and oh, and yeah. that division is not easy. And he comes from the famous, Philly Daniel yep. Bryson team that are, I believe they were undefeated in the UFC up until maybe this fight. I might, that's a stat we got to check. But. Front kick to the face. And dude, he got him to verbally tap, but which I didn't hear the first time through. Did you hear it the first time through that it was a verbal tap? No, I, I heard that. No, I didn't. I heard it on, on the, uh, on the, re, on the, yeah, the replay. And also yeah. Bruce Buffer confirmed it. You know, Sabatini was on a six fight win streak. Yeah. Okay. So listen, so I'm on the toilet. And then I knew about the thing afterwards, right? I knew about what he was going into with this kid. And I didn't know the outcome. So I, I don't want to assume, but I, I thought Sabatini was going to win. And it could, only because I'm, I'm, I'm a little more familiar with him. And yeah. why would I not? You know, I thought, and I'm like, man, this guy lost his brother. And now this is, this, this is not good. Uh, this yeah. is not, I'm being honest. And yeah. then he won. He won in that fashion. He gets on the floor. And then they go to his, his mother. Dude, I would do it. Picture my bald head. I have my shirt off and I'm on the toilet. <laughs> it's not a pretty look. It's not <laughs> crying. Look, I'm getting upset thinking about it. No aspect. It's not a pretty head. look. It gets a little, it's a little misty in here. It was very touching. Yeah, because uh, I think his wife was. It was very, very touching. Yeah. And it got me upset. And then I put the water on my face. I, I can't. I'm a husband in the phone. I can't go downstairs with all. Daddy, I can't, you know, it's upsetting. Yeah. It's not a good yeah. look. It's no. not a good look. Jimmy, you've seen that look up close. Yes, I have. So um, there's nothing, there's nothing funny about it. Me crying. I'm waiting to see if he smiles. Shmo. 
You put yourself together quite well for the show, though. I, Thank I you. I get I listen. I, I, move, I move on. But it was a touching scene. And and, and listen, much respect. I, I could not. Uh, I mean, that was just. And then, I mean, no, it was like he was holding. He must have been. He said he was just holding that in like the whole week. Yeah. And Damon Jackson, man, he, he answered the call. 109 in the first round. And, uh, you know, beautiful. Congratulations. Yeah, beautiful. You know? Yeah, and to get a guy like Pat to verbally tap, um, you don't see that very. He must that that kick must have really damaged him. Um, maybe I don't know if it did what, what the final uh, tally is on if, if, if he broke anything, but that was a brutal kick to the face. So he just knew he was finished, and uh, especially following uh, or, or or sorry, uh, uh, preceding the. Uh, uh, Lewis, is it Cosi? Do I say his name correctly? Cosi against uh, Trevin Giles, an action-packed yeah. fight. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen so much action in a fight. Well, Cosi. Yeah, that was a good one. Cosi yeah, didn't look a little too cozy in there. Oh. I tried trying. Not a good one. I that was that's one of the ready ready they can't all be out of the park no but I, gotta that, take yeah. a, I gotta take a swing that was a foul off your shin Fuck, like, that was like a in the park that was like a, ooh, i hurt my heart but anyway fat he, when you yeah, look, hey how about this i'll change my he didn't look he, he shot one takedown and fucking got it what the, how about this no one was hurting with him his fucking trigger finger. He yeah. wasn't pulling the trigger. Show. Yeah. Got tears in my eyes. No. Right right hey, you, you guys move fast, by the way. How did we get to Sabatini from the oh, Rob? Right. Like, like I didn't even the Schmo didn't even get to talk about how we saw Marab divulge for you last night at ABC. We caught up with him. We saw Marab. We asked him the question that we have on the show. He said, wait, "What's wait. next for you, man?" Wait, wait, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't talk about. We, we didn't know that. Oh, I'm sorry. Got in once in a while, Schmo. Yeah, you got to jump okay. in. We're idiots. Got it. No, We're it's idiots. All it's all You're good. A professional. No, it's right. okay. So, yes, but uh, for Marab though. Wouldn't it be great if he fought Pewter Jan if the stars aligned too? You know, go we saw the two battles that his buddy, his best friend, his training partner, and Aljamain Sterling had with Pewter Jan. You had the first one to defend him through all that Amrav Devalashvili. Wouldn't Amrav and Pewter Jan showdown be great? But yep. again, we got to wait till UFC 280 because does that make sense? Does Corey Sanhaden make sense? We have these guys right here together at the top of the division. Let's see how it unfolds. But this all makes sense. Marab wants that fight if it unfolds. That's the moral of the story. Well, you raised an interesting point. Sorry, Matt. You raised a really interesting point about Sean O'Malley because he's so popular. Uh, it was almost like when uh, Pajeda beat, what was it, Sean Strickland? Uh, that, that, quick, that quick win, that was what the UFC wanted. Like, we'd love to give you a title shot, but you really got to earn it and do something spectacular. And he did. Um, really spectacular. So you're right. Maybe if O'Malley is able to beat him in spectacular fashion, um, I mean, he is the number one guy. You usually don't see a guy jumping. What, what is, is O'Malley 10? Am I wrong about that? Uh I don't know if I want to say he's 10th. Uh, no, he's 13th. 13th, yeah. Fighting the number one guy. Um, yeah, you're right. His, he's, it's a charisma and the fact that people love him and will pay to watch him fight. Well, he's also putting people away and he's fucking yeah. accurate. He looks great. He looks great. Kid's a, kid's a star. Yep. You know, I, I'm shoot. But I do like where you're coming from with that. And I think that would be a phenomenal, only because of the backstory too. And styles make fights as far as Peter Jan versus Marab. I think yeah. that uh, that'd be a rough, that'd be a rough, that's a, that's a, a rough matchup for Peter Jan, I feel. I, I mean, listen, Marab, Marab, if you look at his career in the UFC, he literally could be undefeated. Look, yeah. if you, I mean, I know there's the thing with the Simone thing. Oh, well, he was out. He wasn't out. The end of the bell. If it, that's 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 controversial. The fight right. with Frankie Size was downright not right. I mean, I, I like that, that guy. He guy's a nice guy. Marab had like the fucking flu and took him down like a, a record breaking time at the time. I think he broke that record since, but you know what I mean? Like Marab, I mean, listen, he, he he's a unique fighter. His yeah. MMA wrestling is as high as it go as it gets. Not it's not straight. Straight up wrestling is great. His 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 timing on his clinching and the worst matchup in that whole division. Oh, we should mention this also: the great Jose Aldo retiring. Oh yeah. my God! Yeah, and 
But the worst matchup in the division, I felt, was Jose Aldo because he's so hard to get down. And 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 Marab, you know, we, he won. We stuck to the the game plan, and and he won. You know, so it's like after that, it's like, man, what are the obstacles could they throw that he can't answer? You know, did Jose just have a son too? Yes, yes. Congratulations to the great Jose Aldo on having a son, and uh, he was very happy about that. And then he. And he retired, and and what a career that he had! You know, yeah. he had an amazing career. One of the one of the goats. He'll box too. I think he wants to box. He, he loves boxing, um, so I'm guessing he's going to do that for a little bit. Where do you guys stand on the greatest featherweight of all time conversation? Because a lot of people say it's Aldo. A lot of people say it's Max Holloway. Some people now say it's Volkanovski. Where do you guys stand on that? Well, I mean, Volkanovski's. He's not even slowing down. His story's still being written. You know what I mean? Like, let's see who, who's stopping him. <laughs> let's see what happens when they – let's see how far he goes. The guy – I mean, he, he's looking better and better. I'm done picking against that guy. Yeah, like, there's, there's I know. I'm like, well, Max did this. And it, and I, I, why, I don't know why I doubt I – it's not that I doubt him. I really love the guy. I think the guy's amazing. I, but I think the first Max fight. I think because of the first or the second Max fight, like – uh, that that they, I think we looked at Volkanovski like, ah, man, that should have been Max's fight and not saying that because I like Max. So it kind of puts it in your head like, eh. but then after fucking Ortega, try, he after he got out of that strangling by Ortega, I'm like, this is, I mean, it's impossible to get out of those. And he got out of it and he withstood it. Uh, so yeah, as of this point, I would take Volkanovski. Um, and it's hard to say because I love Max so much. I, I, I may agree with you right there because I mean, let's, Let's see again. He's looking better and better. He's never looked better than right. he's, he, every. He's looking better than the previous fight, than the previous fight before that. So, man, I mean, he. Let's see where he goes with this. It's fucking amazing. And you go know? back to two eighty two. Depending on what happens with Charles Oliveira and Islam Makai, Jeff, do you get Volkanovski challenging for the hundred and fifty five pound strap next, rather than defending against one of these one hundred and forty five pounders? That's a great conversation to be had based off what we're going to see next month, October 22nd. I, I, it, it is, but I, I, I don't give anybody an amazing shot who's going up and dealing with Oliveira or uh, Makachev. I, I just don't give anybody going up in weight. That's a tall order to fucking deal with one of those. Uh, who do you think wins that fight? Between Oliveira and Islam? Charles, yeah. Well, uh, Matt, the schmo actually caught up with your good buddy GSP earlier in the week. He was in town in Las Vegas. We asked him that exact question. We had him break down how he sees that going. And GSP brought up a really damn good point. You're going to know who's going to win this fight based off of the spacing of where it's going. If if Islam brings this guy against the fence, if he dictates this thing and puts him against the fence, puts him on his back, the way he gets him down and the way he has that top control, it's unlike anything Oliveira's experienced. Then Islam gets the fight. But if Oliveira can cap the spacing to keep this thing towards the center of the octagon and do what he does best and, and do things that, that Islam hasn't seen before, don't be shocked if Charles Oliveira wins again because we're already shocked when he already beat the Justin Gaethje's when he already beat Dustin Poirier how he beat Michael Chandler we get that already we've seen that effect so don't be shocked if he wins again but we're gonna see right off the bat by where the spacing is where this fight is location wise inside the octagon within the first minute who's gonna win this fight The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
mentioned how Oliveira is yet to feel anything on top like he's going to feel with Islam. Yeah. Has Islam been on top of anybody with the jiu-jitsu abilities of Oliveira? I'm going to say no, because I'm going to say there's not many people like that. And I'm thinking, the way he's talking, he might, is, is he sleeping on his jiu-jitsu? Is it as simple as him getting him down? I don't know. I'll tell you right now, one slip-up, he's going to be around that fucking neck. He's, he's one of those jiu-jitsu guys where he's not just a one-trick pony. He's not like, yo, watch his guillotine. So I watch his guillotine, his arm lock, his triangle. Watch out for his leg. Like he's he's a really dangerous jujitsu guy. So it's a try. I mean, so I, I just I, it's not as simple as him just getting it to the floor. I think that he feels it is, and it might be. He might just get him, smush him up against the there, and get one of those fucking Dagestani fucking handcuffs or whatever you're behind the back, and you know he could it could happen. But you gotta respect that jujitsu. I mean, I'm telling you. He he's the, the, he he's not afraid of being on his back, and I'm sure he's going to be setting up a lot of traps down there. So I want to see how that goes down there, I, I, dude. I'm a fan of that. Let me see what happens on the floor with these guys. Hundred percent. But the, the Schmo does want to note though, it wasn't Charles Oliveira's jiu-jitsu that put away Michael Chandler. He stopped him. The TKO and the punches. We saw how that first round unfolded with Chandler's wrestling. How does Chandler's wrestling compare to the Dagestan wrestling of Islam Makachev? That's to be seen. Well, I mean, but but Chandler's wrestling didn't do any. He, he survived the back take. Right. But, but also, he has no neck. <laughs> I mean, compared to compared to uh, Islam. About you know what I mean? Where they're diff- they're just he's more of a little tank, and uh, he did nothing offensive with his wrestling either. It's not like he was on top of him beating him up. I'll tell you right now, people mention, well, look at Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee bro- followed him down there, was doing fine with him. I disagree. I think he was fighting out of one thing to be put in another, and he's fucking watch that fight again. That yeah. guy did shit down there. He was yeah. surviving. That's why when he got to his feet, he wasn't unloading. He was like, all right, fuck. I just survived the roller coaster of submissions, and now yeah. he's got fucking Oliveira in his face again. So I disagree. I think he was totally on the defense when he hit the floor. And, you know, yeah, you, all right, you survived the bunch, but you did not. Charles Oliveira, he left that one clean. I don't think the guy landed a strike on him. You know, again, different. I'm sure he's a different grappler than, you know, he, um, Islam. But, you know, that's, that's an important point because other people made that point of him being down there doing well with them. I'm not sure if it was Habib or somebody. Somebody said that the other guy went down and said, hey, man, eh, we should watch that again because I don't know. Uh, you got to be happy about Andre feeling, feeling, you know, that was a close yes. fight. I didn't think it was a split decision. I thought he should have. Uh, I thought that should have been a unanimous decision. And so did Andre. Uh, he, he also felt the same way. 100%. 100%. The damage was there. And obviously the third round when he had his back, I know he was able to land strikes and everything like that. But th- I think the third round, no one's arguing there. But I just think the pressure that Andre Feely and the pace he kept on that fight and the damage inflicted, you know, all strikes aren't held equally here, fellas. We know what's different from each other. And I think Andre Feely, he definitely won that fight. But Algio, the, the, I, I have, cannot remember a time where I've seen so many strikes from uh from the bottom like that. I can't I can't remember a time where I've seen a guy be that effective punching back over his head. And I don't know how much it hurt him um or if he was bloodied up just from from prior strikes. But I was really impressed with that. Um and I can't remember a time I've seen a guy be that effective doing that. Usually guys are just kind of flailing to get you off them and it doesn't work. True. But he was able to hold the leg lock. He was able to yep. hold his legs together throughout all the barrage of punchings, which was something I was taking note of too. So I don't think it was really inflicting that much damage. He just couldn't get he couldn't get a hold of like he was really good at fighting the hands, and he couldn't get the lock deep enough under the chin. He couldn't lock his hands together, and and he survived. I, I also uh, uh, Daniel uh, Zellhuber was a big prospect. I think he was twelve and zero. Uh, congratulations to Trey Ogden. It was interesting to watch. I always like when a new guy has to fight a guy who's kind of a veteran who's been around for a while to see how the guy who's been around for a while handles this new guy. Like, I always think that a veteran has seen everything you can throw at him. So I always like it when a guy who's been around for years uh, takes the, he's the highest. I think he was the, the biggest, uh, highest favorite on the on the entire card was uh, Zellhuber. And uh, that was a pretty decisive win for Ogden. So congratulations to Trey Ogden. 
And I believe he was definitely the um, he wasn't the favorite. The other it was I think the the kid was the favorite. Was the biggest favorite on the card. Yeah, the biggest favorite of the card. But you know what, man? The kid the kid is 20, 23 years old. Yeah. You know? You turn the numbers around and then he's Trey Ogan. Now, but Ogan's 32, bro. I mean, that's that's a lot of experience in that nine years. Like, you know? Uh and and that and I think that that's what it was. I think Daniel. How many fights was that in the UFC? That was his first fight. First. I believe well, he was. I mean, that's a that's a big thing. 23 UFC, you know, Trey Ogan, you know, he'd been there before. And he didn't look bad. He just wasn't like, again, you talk about pulling the trigger. He just seemed like he wasn't going. Maybe it was the moment that got to him a little bit. Or again, maybe a veteran who's just a better fighter than he's used to is uh is just cutting him off in a way that he's not used to. Whatever it was, he didn't seem comfortable pulling the trigger. But when he did throw, he was really effective. When, I mean, when he did uh, kick and throw, I mean, he was, he was very effective. He just didn't do it enough. I think he's a young kid. I think he's going to learn from it. Yeah. And, and his coaches are going to say, look, this, that, and the other. I want to see his next fight. I do. Yeah. But listen, Aspen Lad. Listen, I, I believe the third, this is the third time she has missed weight in her UFC career. Aspen Lad, put down the fork. Aspen Lad, put down the spoon. Aspen Lad, don't be a fatty. It's your career. Don't be a fatty. It's your career. Now, listen, it'd be very sexist if I did not attack her for love. 100%. Yeah. I think it'd be wrong of me. If this was a dude, I'd be like, yo, Chubba, Chubba. People are attacking uh, Hamza when. uh... Yeah, with the tiramisu. He also had a doctor did tell him to quit cutting, I believe. So, I mean, but people were were all over Shemayev. So, yeah, I mean, oh, 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 I'm sorry. I thought you meant Habib. Fucking they see the the tiramisu or whatever. I don't know know if Kamzat even likes tiramisu. But my point is this, Shemal. Aspen lad, you got a fight coming up. You missed weight not once, not twice, three times. Really? Really? Come on, man. What the fuck are you? What is going on? Who is, where is your nutritionist? If you're an opponent in the 135 pound bantamweight division and you're a female and you're booked to fight Aspen Lad, you're just hesitant that you're even going to make it to fight day. You're hesitant that this fight's not going to get rebooked. There's going to be semantics where it goes up to 145 pounds. Listen, I like Aspen Lad. The schmo has had nothing but great interactions with her, but this isn't professional now. This is what the third time we're talking here. Like enough's enough already. You're in the UFC. You've had ample time to, to get ready for this. This is your job. You get paid to do this part of the job is setting up on scale and weighing 135 pounds you have to respect the sport you have to respect your profession and enough's enough already if you're the ufc how do you trust this girl to do it again and you just can't i love aspen lad she's been great to the schmo she's been a great fighter when she competes on weight but enough's enough already guys well how much did she miss by was it three yeah I think it was like 138.5 or something. We can check on that. But, uh, you know, look, it wasn't it wasn't just like a clear thing. It wasn't like a half a pound off here. It was a few pounds right. at least. And, and, not, and not for anything. What about poor Sarah McMahon? She's 41 years old. How many more camps does she have in her? Right. Like, you know what I mean? You robbed her of her moment of fighting. You know, not you, Shmo. You didn't do anything. I'm happy you're here. Okay. Now you get that. We came a long way. Yeah, we, we we've come a long way. We've come a long way. I first met you. I don't know about this guy. Now I laugh. If I see you right now, I'll give you a big hug. Okay, we appreciate that. We appreciate that. We give you a kiss on the kepi too. Well, let's not. Don't don't kiss my head. Oh, okay, okay. Wasn't uh, Aspen let uh, eight one point two? Now she's nine and three. So in the last four fights, she's one and three. Am I correct in remembering that? I thought she was eight no ones. Listen, Aspen lad, you had your chance. You missed weight a couple of times. You had your chance to redeem yourself and have a nice fight, and you blew it! Okay. Uh, anyway, guys, listen. I just feel bad for Sarah McMahon. I feel, listen, keep your head up. Let's get you another fight. It's not your yeah. fault, Aspen Lad. You know, she likes the pudding a little bit. Yeah, I don't blame her. Oh, put the fork down, lad. If I was, she should just, like, like she should watch the movie Easy Money. And then Easy Money, when he was trying to stay on the, they'd put a little, they'd put a little thing in the refrigerator and open up and go, hey, fatty, fatty. You know what is that? And Rodney Dangerfield's like, oh. 
Anyway, Schmo, we like to keep it light on the field. I like Roddy Dangerfield. He's great. He's fucking great. Was, easy, yeah. easy Money is such an underrated movie. Hilarious movie with Pesci. Yeah, Joe Pesci's in that. Luma, look bone, look bone me, look bone me. Yeah. I'll tell you, I was free. I like her. I thought she was phenomenal. I thought she was tough as hell, man. And when Denise Gomes, Gomez, Gomez, Gomes, Gomes, when she got her down, dude, I mean, there was only one thing I didn't like, man. Don't lower your sword. Don't walk away when you let her up. Don't like, eh. She My God, her. was that a dumb move? She lets her up and walks away and gets that grabbed. That might have been a Muay Thai thing. That might have been in her head from you're knocking somebody down, you're waiting for the ref. That might have been something in her brain where it almost cost it all because yeah. Gomes ran at her and just tried to tackle her. <laughs> it's fucking great. But uh, I'll tell you, uh, Loom is 4-2 and two now in the UFC. But, uh, I, I, you know, for a striker, she wasn't losing her, her cool on the floor. And she is Thailand's first fighter to be signed. You know, I don't know if you know that. Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? No. Bueller? Who Bueller. the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> Guys, hey, I know she does that wrestling uh, defense <laughs> with Hickman, with Frank Hickman. So I know she's been working on that with the wrestling there. But yeah, Thai striker, orthodox stance. Seven and three overall, four and two in the UFC, only 26 years young. Hey, look out for her. Look out for her. Not to skip all over the place. Yeah, she. Um, I mean, listen, she answered the call. Uh, Nicholas Moda. I mean, he took out Cameron Van Camp, and dude, I mean, that was uh, he. He didn't. I mean, I don't know. That, that was that was just a good fight in general. I thought he. I thought he did phenomenal. And then when it was time to put him away, boy, did he put him away with that right or wrong? I, all was all all that was missing when he was on the canvas was little birds above. <laughs> he was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. but it was like, hey, listen, I've been there. Tough day in the office is a tough day in the office, Schmo. Sure. Yes, you know what is. I mean? Yes, it is. You know, tough day for you. Maybe you asked the wrong question. It was a little awkward. Tough day for my back in the day with me in the office. You getting your ass kicked in front of everybody you know. Uh, Javid uh, Basharat. I'll tell you, uh, the big, Tony Gravely, is that, that's the one with the headbutt, Jimmy. Oh, was that the one? Okay. Yes. I that was the one with the headbutt. And he was like, fuck, man. And he kind of threw him off in the beginning. And he said he had two headbutts. And he's like, man, I'm not even, they're not even getting any points for this or not. Is that the one that Keith told him, the, uh, the ref? Is that the one that Keith told the judges? Sorry. I don't remember that part, but I know he got headbutted. So I'm going to say this is the one, you know. But uh, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But he, that was definitely a headbutt. But he pulled his stuff together by the end of round one. Because the beginning of round one, uh, Tony Gravely was... Starting to, was starting to put it together nice. And I think who knows if that was because of the headbutt or not. It might have been. Headbutts aren't, you know, that shit could take its toll, you know. But uh but 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 uh Javid, you know, he 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 started putting it together from his spins to using his length, staying long, not tall. You don't want to be tall, Jimmy. You're tall, a big overhand to get you on the jaw, you know what I mean? But you want to be long. I shouldn't do that. I'm not long at all. At least, not, at least not with my arms. I don't fucking know. Jimmy, Jimmy, how are you a good time? Rodrigo Nascimento over yes. Tanner Boulder. That was a great fight. And the weight here they're giving is 259 and 255 for Bozer. But wasn't Bozer a lot lighter? Didn't he come in a lot lighter? Am I, I, thought he, I want to say 229, but I thought there was a 30-pound difference. Were you I okay think with- it was at least a 20, 25-pound weight difference. Could have been as high as 30, but you could definitely see who was the bigger man inside the octagon. And it wasn't yeah. Tanner. When he was on top of him, I mean, Tanner was just in trouble. That was a great fight. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Nascimento again. Uh, nine and one. He's uh, two and one in the UFC. Tanner was in Tanner was in there, though. It's not like he was just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He wasn't. But it just seemed like he was having a little bit of uh, a, a little bit of trouble. A little it, was, bit of- it was that third round when Nascimento went on top of him. There's nothing he could do about it. Tanner couldn't get up. Yeah. yeah Tanner looked, he looked fast. Uh, he was punching well, but. You know, yeah, that's just a lot of extra weight. That's a lot of weight to give away. What about Joe Pfeiffer? Joe Pfeiffer. Yes! Living up Pfeiffer. to the hype. The guy who lives up to the hype. I since, 
the tone for contender series this season gets the first contract. Dana White makes the speech. It's yes. a great season of contender series. Joe Piper continues the momentum, gets the job done. First round knockout continues on Joe Piper, baby. Give that guy the money. Did you say schmo momentum? I did, yeah. You slipped that in there, didn't you? I like it. A little slime mix. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. That was good. Yes, he did. He lived up to the hype. And uh, man, that was that was uh, that was brutal. They were talking about his story. His, do you know about his story, Joe Schmo? He was sleeping on a park bench. He had no money. I know he trains with Sean Brady. I saw that uh, uh, Petrowski's in his corner, too. Uh, UFC middleweight, who was on the Ultimate Fighter. I believe he was on Ortega's team during the Ortega-Volkanovski season. He's been in there. He's been getting some UFC victories. So uh, Trains over there on the East Coast. Joe Pfeiffer, baby, out of nowhere, has no money to his name. A dream for him. You know, he had a rough upbringing, up, rough childhood, and he had to figure things out. And look where he's at, man. He's exactly where he said he's going to be. Hard work pays off and dreams come true. Joe Pike. Schmo, Schmo, how was your childhood? Nice. It was okay. The Schmo can't complain. Grew up in the suburb of uh, Chicago, Buffalo Grove, Illinois. Uh, two parents there, sports fans. Watched the Jordan and Michael Jordan's Bulls in the 90s win championships. Chicago yeah. sports was fun. Uh, competitive. Went to a school with 6,000 kids in high school. You know, North Shore, Chicago. It's good times. Schmo, I got a question for you, and I want you to be honest. And I would, you're not going to hurt my feelings, certainly. But, uh, but I'd like to know. Uh, Chicago deep dish or the, uh, like a New York uh, slice. And then you're not going to hurt my feelings. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go somewhere with this. All right. Uh, the schmo, the schmo can't, can't sugarcoat it. It's Chicago deep dish all day. I'm sorry, man. I love, I love, I love your style of pizza. Yeah, Listen, New Haven's got great pizza. We've been to Sally's. We've been to, we, we've had, we've had some really good pizza in our life. We've been to Italy, but we're a little biased here. Chicago deep dish. I'm not going to say I like it better. But I am going to say this. I do fucking love it. And my brother-in-law, Pasquale, used to send me some when it was like special occasion because he lived in Chicago. He'd get it like delivered somehow. But uh, it it would be a thing when I sit there. Sends you pizza in the mail? Why why, are you judging me? No, it just seems like a very weird way to give pizza to somebody. It's giving love. It's what it's called. But listen to me. Near my house, Phil's Pizza. Now they got a fucking Chicago pie, they call it. It's a deep dish. So I'm doing the right thing yesterday. I'm watching Abu Dhabi and I'm I'm hanging out and, you know, let's order pizzas. I go, you know what? Cauliflower pizza. You know why? Honestly, yeah. I mean, it's impressive. Motherfucker. Yeah. You were missing that from today's show. Cauliflower pizza. Oh, my gosh. Don't want to be in the same room as you, man. What what, what do you mean? Like my ass? Yeah, dude. The gas out of that stuff. No, no, no. no. I don't even eat cauliflower. You you give me a piece. I don't even know what it looks like. You give me a piece of cauliflower. I'll throw it on the fucking wall. I don't want that shit. But it's like a thin crust pizza. So I ordered that. And then they called back because they wanted to know what kind of meat sauce I want on the rigatoni. I got some rigatoni too. So they went, hey man, Mr. Sarah. And they called me back. And then I remembered. I go, oh, fuck. I go, you guys got that Chicago pie. I go, you know what? Throw one in for me. Do you need the card again? Yeah, yeah you need the card again. Okay, I'll give you the card number again. It came a little bit later because I don't want the other food to be cold. Oh, yeah, too late. That deep dish pizza, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm from New York. Try to deep dish pizza. Jimmy, am I boring? <laughs> Let's get no. back to the, I'm on, to I'm on a diet, so I have not been eating pizza. So it's actually just I'm kind of I'm listening, but I, I can't I can't contribute until, you know, it's, I, pretty, it's, it's thick, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, it's, no, I've had it. It's very good. It's thick and girthy. Jimmy. All right. What do you guys want to talk about? We're done pretty much. Fuck. Uh, yes. We talked about everything. Schmoke, what are you what, what, what is all going on with you? Crazy motherfucker. Can't watch I'm, House of Dragons. Try trying to do everything and be everywhere. The schmo just trying to keep afloat. There's something going on every single week. We're blessed with fights every single weekend. Yes. Obviously, we reside here in the fight capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. But there's so much going on. Yes. And and I just try to stay on top of it all. You know, try to stay busy. I mean, I don't have to try to stay busy. I'm always busy. There's always somebody to interview, Matt. You know what it's like. Come on. The schmo is doing something right. You know, yeah. listen, schmo, let everybody know if they want to find your content, they want to see your interviews, they want to know more about the schmo. Where yeah. do they go to see the schmo? 
Follow the Schmo on social media at theschmo312.com. Check out the Schmo's YouTube channel at the Schmo, the guy with the yellow glasses like we're wearing right now. You can't miss them. Follow us there. Follow us on the interwaves. You Google the Schmo. Hopefully nothing too grotesque comes up, but uh, you might find this guy. Follow us. We appreciate you all. You know what? You, do the re- you get all the, I mean, you get all the news, the MMA news, the sports news, but you do it with, it's fun. It's not even me. I don't even watch other sports, but you make it fun, Schmo. You make I it fun. It. I appreciate it. Life's too short, Matt. You got to have fun. Listen, you know how it is. Everyone's got a great personality. Everyone's got a great story in this great sport that we like to cover, that we like to participate in. Why not get it out there? And why not get it out there in an entertaining way? Be different. Dare to be different. Yes. And Matt, uh, Sarah BJJ. And Matt's on Cameo, too. She get a Cameo from Matt, Sarah. Jimmy's at Sirius right now, and he's got a foot literally out the door because he's here. He was there since six <laughs> in the morning. You think he wants to hear me talking about fucking Chicago deep dish? When he I don't mind that. I'm happy to hear that. I, I don't want to hear that because I'm hungry. Like, I'm not eating. So, like, uh, that's why. I got some I leftovers. I'm going to go have that now. God, Jimmy, I'll see you in a couple of days. Schmo, thanks for hanging with us, bro. Thanks I'll be for having us. Minneapolis this Friday, Saturday for anybody who wants at Acme Comedy Club. Schmo, great seeing you, buddy. Great seeing you, Jimmy. Thanks, Matt. We'll do it again. Appreciate you, boys. Thanks, guys. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.